That's what we're going to be looking at today. Just real quickly, we're going to take kind of a devotional look at Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6, just grasping this, how do we rightly celebrate work like that going on in the body? Okay, so the ushers are coming forward. They've got some Bibles in their hands. Just raise your hand if you need one. We'll get a Bible to you, okay? We're just going to walk through Philippians 1, verses 3 through 6. Answering the question, what's it look like to be healthy? In our celebration of God at work. First, let's do the horizontal. Enjoy the partnership we all share in making disciples. Horizontal. Enjoy the partnership that we all share in making disciples. This comes right out of verses 3, 4, and 5. Paul's talking here. He's opening up a letter to the Philippians. And he says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. I thank my God every time I remember you. He's saying, you know what's really important? Be thankful. Repeatedly think about the things that are going well. Repeatedly try to be the glass half full kind of person. As my wife looks at me and says, are you hearing yourself? Right? There's times where we often get into the, man, I wish we could have, or if we just had, or boy, if we could... And we start bringing it down several notches on what God's really doing. He's working with fragile, broken human beings. And look what he's doing. We need to be saying, be thankful. On a repeated, regular basis, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Is Paul really saying that he never seriously could remember one incident that any of the Philippians ever did anything wrong of any sort? He couldn't think of a thing. That's not really what he's saying. What he's saying is, I'm going to focus on that which I can be thankful for as God's at work. How do we celebrate his work? Repeated thankfulness for all that's going on. Notice, Paul isn't just saying, I thank God for all of his work. He's saying, I thank God as I remember you, us, one another, locking arms together partnering in doing ministry it says here verse 4 always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy how often should we be praying this way always Always. little weak let's say it again how often Always. always seriously like when i'm taking a bite of a burger i'm supposed to be praying somehow in the midst of that like what does that mean how do i do the always thing here what it means is on a regular basis you are constantly thinking wow god i'm amazed with how you're at work and thank you for what's going on wherever you're at it's just sort of this attitude and this approach to life that is constantly aware of the presence of the almighty hand of god moving and you're in the wow mode So even with a burger in your hand, yeah, we can be praying. Thankfully, we can have this spirit about us that is interacting with him and just saying, welcome to the table. It's good to have you here with us. It's amazing to watch what you're doing. Always in every prayer of mine for you, making my prayer with joy and not making my prayer with a sense of arduous weight that's pushing me ever downward, but with joy. 
I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about the transitions that are taking place. I'm excited that last year we did it one way and this year we've got it even a little better yet and it just keeps getting better and we're getting it and people are growing and God is moving joy. Like I am not dependent upon a momentary element of happiness. I'm dependent upon the very hand of God moving and working amongst us, praying with joy and thankfulness. Now, he answers why in verse 5. He says, why in the world would I do that? Because, see, you got to watch for those words, right? Those cause statement kind of words, those statements like for or because. It's saying, here's why I'm doing it, verse 5. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Partnership. Meaning, you and me bought into the same vision, bought into the same process, and the same place, and the same means and mechanisms, and the same goals. Here we go. We're partners working together. And as you have gone after it, and I have gone after it, we build a partnership. And that partnership is what he's celebrating. Thank you, Lord, that we all are going hard after the same thing, your glory. You lifted up, disciples made. And Paul's saying, I'm amazed, church at Philippi, at how you've been a model of that. Thanks for all you're doing. You know, as we talk it through and we see uh, the partnership statement, it goes a little further. It says partnership in what? Uh, in this really cool club where we all feel really like we're part of something, and that's not what it says, right? Partnership in... The gospel from the first day until now. The good news that our God saves. Amen? Like that's what it's about. It's partnership in this message. There is hope. We have a God who is moving in lives individually and corporately. And he is changing us. Partnership in the good news message. We have a God who is reaching out into our lives and shaping and changing us. The gospel. Now that's something worth partnering in. Amen? Amen. You know, I was looking through this passage and I was kind of amazed. I mean, the book of Philippians is really one of those more upbeat, positive passages, right? And I was kind of wrestling with, so what does it mean to pray with joy and so I'm not angry and I'm not frustrated? And and, and, and what does it mean to be a partner in I thought, you know, we got to keep going back to these four W's. Like, that's what a make disciple plan is, right? So partnering looks like this. We partner together in saying, we're going to learn more about God each and every week. We're going to know him better. We're going to adore him and worship him with all we've got and lift his name up. May we constantly be about getting God deeper, richer, better. May we know him more tomorrow than we do today. Know him and adore him. Partner in that together. But more than that, may we actually start looking more like him. May we think like him. Value what he values. Hate what he hates. May we simply be thinking the way he thinks and responding the way he responds. As it says, be conformed to his image. May we be going after growing to be more like him. That's our walk ministry. May we serve him and say, you are so worth knowing. Let me give you of my time, of my talents, of my gifts. Let me just say, our God, now that's an awesome God. He's worth serving. That's our work ministry. So we've got worship, walk, work, 
And then in the end, may we spill it to the streets with all we have, bringing it to friends and family members, just saying, I would love for you to meet the God who is blowing me away. Sharing, witness, partnering together in that plan to know him, to adore him, to grow to be more like him, to serve him and to share of him. May that be who we are. That's our plan. That's our vision. That's how we can partner. Let me ask you a question from a partnering perspective. You ready? Everybody get ready. We're going to need you to stand up here. Those who have been coming since 2006. Could you guys just stand up? If you've been coming since 2006. Okay. These are people that came in and around the start of the plant. All right. Cause we started in September of 2006. That's a pretty good chunk of people. All right, those who came in 2007, the sixes stay up. Keep standing. 2007 now. Okay. We're getting a little more. 2008. My wife and I are now standing. Okay, 2009. Can you see how it's growing? 2010. We're partners. Take a look left, take a look right, and just say, I'm your partner. You wouldn't believe how many people say that to the back of somebody's head. You wouldn't believe. All right, you guys, you guys can sit down. It's saying we're partners. Whether I've been here for a couple of weeks or I've been here for four years, we're partnering in this ministry. The challenge for us as we celebrate the work of God Almighty, is to look left and look right, to lock arms and say, let's do this ministry together. To God be the glory. Amen? Amen. That's a big part. Second, vertical. Trust that God will complete every good work that he began. Vertical. Trust that he's going to begin, uh, complete every good work that he began. Look at verse 6. It says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I am sure of this. I am sure of this. What's the word sure mean? Well, I looked it up. It means absolutely certain. No hesitating, no wavering, 100% confident. I am absolutely sure of what? What's Paul sure of? That he, being God, who began a good work in you, will bring it to completion. That he who began it is going to complete it. What good work did he begin? Let's think on two levels, okay? First of all, he started in each of your individual lives. An individual good work. You know, we talk about Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ is Lord, if you believe that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's about calling upon the name of Jesus Christ and experiencing salvation. It's an individual change that you go through. You and I have a chance to go after that, to have that as a part of our experience. My request to you today would be, if you're going, I'm not even sure what that means. Come talk to me afterwards. I would love to spend a little bit of time with you on what it means to trust in God, to put your faith in him and say, I'm counting on you for eternal life and your shed blood on the cross to replace what I owe. Please forgive me. I'm running 
from what I used to be and heading to you with all I've got. It's giving him your life. An individual change. More than that, Romans chapter 8 talks about being adopted as a child. He doesn't unadopt. Once adopted, you are his child. He scoops you up in his lap and he is moving you through a growth process. He's began a good work in you. You're a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17. He doesn't make you unnew. You're a new creation and ever getting brighter, fresher, more new. He's constantly conforming you to his image. And that's the last one, conforming, changing. Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 30. He's taking you and he's lifting you up and making you be this awesome reflection of who he is. And in the midst of you being this perfect reflection of his glory, people around can't help but say, wow, there must be a God because that can't be you. That's what's supposed to be happening. Did you know that? All too often in the Christian faith, we really do take on the task of saying, I'm going to try to be good enough that people go, wow, you're amazing. It really needs to be a lot bigger than that. It needs to be so much of a change in us, so much of a brightness of his light shining in us as jars of clay, 2 Corinthians 4, that we are clearly nothing in light of what God is doing in and around and through us. May this body be on fire with reflecting his light. May we simply say our God is amazing and keep lifting the glory to him and reflecting him. That is our call vertically to be trusting him to keep completing that work. Notice it says just a little bit more here. uh, It will complete it at the day of Jesus Christ. He's going to keep doing this work nonstop until Jesus Christ's return. It is an unbelievable promise of constant, constant work with you and me. The beauty is that we get the chance to see him work in a heart and a soul where somebody is ice cold to what God's doing. And yet they start to get excited where they don't understand what it means to be changed. And yet all of a sudden they're getting a power and an ability to be able to move away from sin that was destroying them. And they're leaning upon him as their savior and Lord and changer of their life. May we constantly look at the work around us, whether it be VBS in a given week or whatever other ministry we have going on and simply say, wow, we have an unbelievable partnership to be thankful for. We have an unbelievable God who is constantly at work. Let's celebrate him and let's celebrate those around us. That's what we're called to do in celebrating the work. Those two steps. Be thankful for those around you and constantly trust in him to make the change. Here's my question. What kind of stuff is God doing around here? Let's just kind of move into a little bit of a family chat feel here. All right. We'll use it as a big giant illustration on the back end of this. So what kind of stuff is God doing? I'm just going to start with looking back. We're just going to move through these really quickly. This looking back piece just to get a feel for what God's been doing around here. All right. A little bit of a summary of this past year. Changed lives. Changed lives. That's that first bullet under looking back. Changed lives. You know, we've had dozens of people come to Christ. We've had well over 50, 60 people baptized in this last 12 months. We've had um, a number of recommitments. I don't even know the number there. Just dozens and dozens of recommitments to Christ. We put 
close to a hundred into small groups. We've got unbelievable numbers of people coming in and saying, I want to do this thing called discipleship. I want to follow after him. Changed lives. Every single week we gather together here and our whole point is to be impacted. If we're not impacted, Larry and I are going home very disappointed. (laughs) That's our whole intent as we work through this plan in the morning is how can God be moving and shaping our lives as we go back out into our world? May we be impacted by the worship. May we be impacted by the word. May we be impacted by those we meet and talk with and be challenged by. Change lives. That's what it's all about in the end. We've had a lot of it. Uh, number two there, growing ministries. Often in order to help change lives, you got to keep growing the ministry and making some adjustments. Here's just some thoughts under the growing ministries. Small groups. You know, we're well over 400 now when you count the young adult piece in there. We're uh, well over 400 in small groups. Unbelievable size of what's going on there. Just a great challenge in what's taking place there as we're all about accountability. Small group isn't club time. It's time to actually learn some things from the word, challenge each other in prayer, but also do some accountability. So where's God working on you? How can we help pray? Here's where he's working on me. This is where I got my sticking point, and this is what I'm working on. Some life change going on in small groups. Leader touch point. You know, we rally our volunteers together a couple times a year. We're getting 125 to 150 volunteers together to celebrate, to worship, to praise him, to get a little bit of training and challenge of how they can better go after their work. Just an awesome time of rallying together the core volunteers for this church and saying, let's go after it. If you're volunteering in this church anywhere, we want you at that. Next one's August 21st, by the way. Mark your calendars. Saturday. I got that date right, right, Kent? Yeah, August 21st. Okay. Don't want to send you the wrong day. So August 21st, women's ministry. You know, we had some great things going on with women's ministry. We made a little bit of adjustments this past year, and we've done some things where we're headed towards big-time focus on discipleship. Four W's discipleship. There's been these large group gatherings that went on unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable turnout of bringing friends and family and just a great night of life change and life challenge. And then doing these studies that follow up after it to be able to focus on some content specific to the women's needs. Just been a great opportunity for women's ministry to light things up here. Young Adults has been a ministry that's been going on for a while and uh, still going on hard and strong. Got uh, 75 to 100 that show up for small groups and worship and just a great thing going on there as we reach out to our young adult community, the 18 to 30-ish. And uh, just a, a necessary ministry. Absolutely must be reaching out to that generation and uh, real excited about what's going on there. Missions. You know, this past year, we've done a lot with missions in the realm of uh, the fellowship, Harvest Fellowship, and doing some church planting pieces. You remember we collected uh, some money for Haiti back in February, January there. And as we collected uh, that money, as we sent it forward to churcheshelpingchurches.com, they've done some awesome things with getting full cargo loads of food and medical supplies, putting some uh, medical staff down there on site. It's still been a rough road for trying to rebuild. Some of that's still in uh, trying to get it in motion. Uh, if you want to keep up with what's going on there, by the way, churcheshelpingchurches.com. And there's updates there all the time of what's taking place. 
Uh, that's where we invested our money. Just a phenomenal uh, organization that is a connection of the Acts 29 churches under Mark Driscoll and the Harvest Bible Chapel churches under James McDonald and actually now just a ton of other churches. There's a, a lot of groups that have come in and gotten involved in that. So just a little quick update on that Haiti piece. Uh, just some exciting opportunities for them to have gotten in there and help with the medical needs and the physical food needs at this point uh, and trying to take care of some of that. It, it's a mess down there. So be praying for them and wisdom as they continue to assist in that area. Um, I'll just go quickly through student ministries and children's ministries, higher ground, Awana, Fuse, Fuel, Ignite. All those have been going on. They're just going on in huge ways. Have you ever been over to the Ashland house on a Wednesday night or a Sunday night? Like it's, it's controlled chaos. It's a good thing going on, a lot of fun and a lot of energy and the kids are learning and there's great teaching and there's powerful worship and there's great game time and the numbers keep swelling and like it's almost to the point where that facility is almost too small for us. It's just been an awesome growth opportunity watching that stuff go on. Kids are being saved. Kids are actually transformed. They're calling in friends. It's been really neat to watch that discipleship process taking place there. Just really excited about all that. You know, and the last thing I got written here under the under this uh, growing ministries is the choir and the worship piece. Just phenomenal worship every week. Do we not have phenomenal worship? Yeah. You know, Larry, Larry works hard with his team and just pulling together things on all fronts. I don't know if you guys know this, but everywhere we do large group, we do worship. Okay, think about that for a moment. Load. That's a heavy load, right? And some great things are going on as young adults have great worship and the Ignite high school group and the Fuse and Fuel group and Sunday mornings and women's ministries and men's ministries and everywhere we go, we do powerful impact service. We're doing high worship. There's some great things going on. That team is constantly growing and Larry's just done a great job there and uh, keep praying for them, but it's an awesome ministry. Choir has been a great thing going on this year. They're actually going to be doing uh, a little bit different thing. You're going to be meeting every other week coming up to each time they perform and they're going to be doing it on Sundays at 11 a.m., right? So if, you, if that works with you schedule-wise, Sundays at 11, talk to my wife, Jana, talk to Larry. We'd love to get you in on that. Uh, choir's going to be doing some great things this year as well. Just a really neat opportunity there. I'm excited about the 11 a.m. thing. That should help some schedules too, I think. So uh, that's growing ministries. There's a lot going on. Here's a few new ministries we threw in this year. Biblical counseling. Uh, Steve McGinnis, Pastor Steve, has just been done, doing a great job there leading the charge on trying to get the uh, biblical counseling up and running. He and a few lay people have done a great job just getting a core opportunity for some counseling together and walking through what does Scripture say about what you're struggling with. And they've done a great job just making that a shepherding opportunity in this body to be able to help people move through some struggles and some crises and do some biblical counseling in it. Uh, if you're in a need there, we'd love to talk to you. We'd love to get you plugged in and, and uh, helped out there. And, and there's just some great things going on. That's been a phenomenal ministry that we started up this year. We started up study groups this year. This is meant to support our small groups. It's not meant to replace, but it's meant to be those content-driven things, just a few weeks here and there that uh, have some content. For example, we've got this Crown Financial course. That's a great study group example. Um, we're also talking about doing something that would be I don't want to uncork your title, so I'll save the title. But basically something that's going to teach you how to take this word and have it just blow you away. Changed by God's word. 
you know, we're going to start up a little course on that and small groups. You can like attend that and get some training there and it's five weeker kind of thing. It's, we're really excited about our study groups being a support to the small group element. Small groups are our primary. We're always going to have that be our primary. We want you in small groups. It's your year round support mechanism, but there are some great studies just to round out some things there. Okay. Uh, you can check those out on the website as well. Men's ministry. We started this this last year. Uh, just a phenomenal large group gathering uh, twice a year. And then we do some studies just a couple of weeker uh, just to kind of keep men focused on what our goal is, our vision for men's ministry. And that is to build, defend, and rally around this church. Men's ministry. That we build, defend, and rally. Men's ministry is an important part of uh, being able to build up a structure of guys going after it here. But here's the secret. We don't just do it in men's ministry. It's like in small groups, it's a part of small group. And in the children's ministry and on the worship team and doing VBS and like everywhere we're at, we've got men and we've got women. We've got men's ministry and women's ministry, okay? So a part of the men's and women's ministries is just rallying around the rest of the ministry, making sure those are well supported, okay? Really excited about that piece. Deep breath. Can you see how fast I had to talk? (laughs) There's a lot going on around here, and I want you to know this. Hear this from me, okay? As pastors and elders, we are absolutely focused on we will not be adding ministries just to add ministries. What we're doing is we're rounding out what we need for the core discipleship, and we're going after those in a focused fashion. What we're putting here is absolutely what's needed for each age range to kind of walk them through the discipleship. That's what we're excited about. It's basically doing the essentials and not just going hog wild. Okay? Really hear me on it. We're being balanced in it. That's a very serious part of our focus as we go forward here. So that's looking back. Can you see that there's some things to celebrate? Can you see that there's a lot of partnering and a lot of opportunity along the way to say, wow, God is at work. Okay, looking forward. Ministries. We're not adding new ones. I just want you to know we're, we're really at a good spot right now and we're going to be trying to get even better at doing the things we're doing. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing and do it with excellence. Okay. There's a few things we've got on the radar out there in the future, but right now we're not adding new ministries at this point. We're just going to keep running the ones we've got and try to do them well. So we'd love to have you join us, participate with us in those. We're excited about them. Everything I just listed in the last 10 minutes, that stuff. Okay. Okay. Missions. As we look forward, one of the things we're going to start doing under Pastor Kent, we're going to start reaching out more beyond our church walls, okay? It's going to become more a part of who we are each and every day. And this next year, I'm really excited about a few things we're adding. You know, uh, specifically, we're going to try to go after a couple short-term trips. So if you're interested in trying to get out of this area, I'll say it that way, could be international, could be national. Some things are still being worked out on that. But if you're interested in doing some trips, Keep your eyes peeled. We're going to have some short-term trip announcements coming up. We're excited about trying to get our body out, get them helping people across the world, get the gospel out, be caring for physical needs. Missions is going to be a part of that. So we're going to have some short-term trips starting up, okay? And then the other piece that uh, we're going to look at is continuing our church planting. Um, You've heard us say phrases like Harvest Bible Chapel Denver, right? So just to let you know a couple of things going on with Denver, um, from a business perspective. You know, last year we knew that we wanted to be a part of helping a church plant. So we set aside some money out of our budget last year. It was already budgeted. We set aside um, $30,000 to try to assist a church plant. 
And then this year, again, another 20,000. So we have a little bit over $50,000. It was all budgeted. So when you look on the, in the bulletin and you see the weekly need thing, it's a part of that. Okay. But the budgeted piece was to try to put together some money that we could get to a church plant that's launching to try to help them buy a portable church. So we're going to try to be coming alongside of Harvest Denver with that 50 plus thousand dollars and try to help them get into a portable church as quick as they can. Okay. That's a big piece of it. So it's not just, Hey, let's pray for them. That's great. Praying is good. It's not just, Hey, let's pray for them and send a few people like that's great. It's let's pray for them and send a few people and support them financially a bit. Okay. So we're going to be helping buy that portable church along with them and get that into their hands. If there's any question about that, we'd love to talk to you. I can just say this, see the stuff all over the place. Like every week this comes out of a trailer and gets set up and then it gets torn down and put back in a trailer. That's what we're looking to help them buy. Okay. So, um, don't like right now it's part of the budget. All right. We're just going to use that straight out of the budget. We got missions monies for it. Everything is cared for in that regard. I just want you to know that that's a part of your giving as you give to this church. We are giving out into church plant arena. All right. So that's part of it. And then one other piece, some of you may have heard, but, uh, we had uh, pastor Kent and, um, Scott Lindell and Chuck Rickenberger that went over to Romania a couple weeks back and they were kind of kicking the tires on a harvest that's over there in Romania that's getting started during their first year as a church plant and they were just trying to figure out where they're at and how they might be able to help and is there anything we can do there so there's some things going on internationally we would love to be able to participate with them we're not sure what that's going to look like okay we're trying to work some of that out and see where they're at and see where we're at with being able to help and just be praying for that discernment along the way could be that we're helping partner with a church plant in romania Uh, i know there's another one that's come up in africa that's a possibility and so we're just praying through that and trying to make some decisions okay church planting remember how i've said this before we are a planting church and all we do Uh, No heads are nodding. You know what I mean? We are a planting church and all we do like seriously You're going to constantly hear us talking about church planting. It's more than just inside our church walls Okay, does everybody get that? Like that could that warrants an amen. You know what I mean? Like it's more than just us. You know what I'm saying? We're really excited about that. Okay And uh one last piece is community outreach underneath the missions Uh, We're really excited about this aspect. Like, let's touch our local community too, okay? Like, it's great to go to Africa and Romania and even Denver, but how about East Peoria? You know what I'm talking about? So this next year, we're going to be putting some things together. Kent's going to be working with the leader team on that, uh, his missions leader team. We're really excited about trying to pull something together that could be like a corporate-wide, a body-wide rally, maybe in the spring. Who knows? we got to work those details out. But we're really excited about that coming up in this next ministry year. Okay, and in the next two weeks... You have an opportunity, okay? We're going to do some backpacks for two of the schools in East Peoria that are in some pretty high need uh, financially. Kids that can't even buy the school supplies to get them into school, okay? So we're going to do 150 backpacks. Information is at the back table. Is it on the information table? Okay, on the information table. Just stop by there and grab it. It's got a bullet list of what you need to get in it and put in the backpack. You could help us immensely by grabbing one of those. It's a great opportunity for you to participate just by helping out a little bit in your local community. Go ahead and grab one of those. Buy the stuff that's on the sheet. Put it all in that backpack and bring it back into us, okay? By August 15th. Preferably a little earlier, but by August 15th, okay? Here's my one request. Do buy the, everything that's on the list, okay? 
And if you buy more than what's on the list, put them in a separate bag or something, because it'll really help us out just in keeping things organized. We really want it to be equitable. Can you imagine little Billy and Susie come to get a backpack and their brother and sister? And Billy gets one, and it's got like 4,000 pens and pencils and a T-shirt and $600 cash, and right? <laughs> and, and then the next one has like two pencils, and that's it, right? Let's just make sure we make it real equitable, okay, so that it helps them out in doing this ministry of handing them out. More is great. Just put them aside, maybe not in that backpack, and then we'll get them to the right places. Absolutely, we'll get them to them, okay? doesn't sit with us. It's going to those schools. And uh, they said they can use tons of extra supplies. So grab a sheet. Do the backpack thing. Love to have you do it. We need 150 of them. First come, first serve. You have a chance to serve your community. Take advantage of it over the next two weeks, all right? Did I plug that well enough? Amen. All right. (laughs) Backpacks. We're doing them. Okay. All right. Last one. Going home. Uh, You know what? We as elder board, as an elder board, have been praying for a long time, a year and a half here, about God What do you have in store for us? Where would you have us to go? We've been praying for open doors. We've been praying for some specifics. I can just tell you, we'll talk a little bit about it in just a second, but we have been really passionate about getting God's answer to what he would have for this. And it took a good year and a half of open doors and closed doors and a ridiculous roller coaster rides and people offering things that sounded great and then they were completely not great when we actually looked at it and just a bunch of opportunities that we've been moving through god has provided the answer for an open door for us to step through and begin to go down a process of going home okay that's a big deal we can clap on that one What we thought we'd do is just show a video to get the point across. You know, it's exciting to be a part of something and watching God's hand move in the midst of it. I mean, uh, just a couple of summary points real quick as we move through this. First of all, let me just say... Thanks to Larry for putting the video together. He and I just kind of work in scripting, and then he went after all the hours that put that in. So, Larry, thanks a lot, wherever you're at, man. You know, just a couple of pieces to pop up here real quickly. Let's throw the slide up, 2006 attendance. Okay, so this is an example. You see the river on the left-hand side there? This is kind of the East Peoria headed west. The river there is, uh, or I'm sorry, this red circle there is like the Morton Tremont area. And in 2006, about 85% of our body was coming out of that red circle, okay? So that's 2006 attendance just to kind of get a grasp of where we were coming from. You know, at that point in time in that era there, 2006-7, is when we had the property in Morton. Some of you may know we had 10 acres of property there in Morton. Can you see how that would have been rather central? You see what I'm talking about? So the central accessible visible piece from where we were, it made a lot of sense, okay? Let's go to 2010. Okay, now this is the circle as of 2010. It's across the river. It's up into Peoria. It actually keeps bleeding up into Peoria wider and wider. This is our circle now. And all of a sudden, where we had property, that 10 acres, would have been the eastmost of anything we had. It would have been way over on the east side, okay? So that's why we started praying as an elder board about Central, accessible, visible. Lord, what do you have? What would make sense for this body to best represent? Let's pop the next slide up. So, question. Does that look central? 
is this ridiculous? I mean, that's what we're talking about. When God answers, like he's not joking around. You know what I mean? So he puts it right in the middle there. He's like, they're going to get the point on this one. You know what I'm saying? This is central, accessible, visible. Okay, go ahead to the next slide. So just so you guys get a look of what it's like, uh, the highway there is running across the top. That's 74. Pinecrest is uh, the north-south on the left-hand side there. So that's the one exit between here and Morton. You know what I'm talking about? Like as you head out from here towards Morton, this is the exit you would hit that's halfway in between. That red block there, that's our property. See how the property abuts up to the highway at that one point? So it's, we've got the visibility to the highway. Uh, Accessibility-wise, go ahead and hit the next slide. So that we can see how the road popped in. Some of you may have missed that. Can you go back one and then we'll go forward? You see it going away and coming back? There we go. Is everybody on now? Okay. So that road, it needs to be built out. All right. Now, what we were able to do was trade the 10 acres of land we have in Morton for the 20 acres and the road built out. So it costs zero dollars. Okay. So we currently own 20 acres of property. Yeah. So starting point, we currently own 20 acres of property, central, accessible, visible. We will have a road built out to it. That road is called Cimarron Drive. You can see it's like three streets down from when you come onto Pinecrest. And uh, so we'll have the road built out. And we've currently got $1.3 million and growing in that fund. Just so you know, I mean, we have now announced that we've got property and what's going on. And like monies are already coming in for that. So the property fund is already growing. Here's my request to you. We just got done talking about how to celebrate the work. How do we do it? Well, first of all, we partner with each other, okay? We partner with each other. There's going to need to be some agreement amongst all of us to continue to partner on this to go forward. The best way I can say it, I'll quote Steve uh, Hutton, our elder here. One of the quotes he had was, you know, we got here through good stewardship. There's only going to be one way we get to the end. And that's through continued good stewardship. We really need to be all for one, one for all as we see what God's doing. My challenge and request to you is this, two Ps. Be prayerful and be ready to participate. What's God calling you to do to be a part of this? How might you be able to be a part of this? I mean, it might mean right now that you're like, you know, maybe we're going to put off buying that big X or whatever it was you were going to buy. Let's put that off. Or maybe we buy it in a little different way. Or maybe we do, maybe there's some things we can do to be creative with. Whatever that is for you to begin to think, how can I participate? Start thinking, God, what do you have of me to be a good steward of what you've got going on? How can I continue to participate in celebrating the work that's going on here? We're excited. The next step for us is talking with some experts, experts in the realm of finance and in stewardship campaign and in basic building stuff. We're doing some of those things now just to get the lay of the land of where we're at. Uh, this thing, by the way, just so you know, it came down about a week and a half ago where it all signed, right? About a week and a half ago. Yeah, Steve Belzer's not net. So about a week and a half ago, and that's a big deal. Like, this is very fresh, okay? So we're still working some kinks out with the finances and where we're going next. Know this, we are headed to stewardship campaign. We're headed to an opportunity for all of us to participate We're going to be wise about how we do that. We're going to be careful, okay? So not exactly sure when that's going to come yet. Our hope is the fall, but we'll have to see. We're just going to let some of the experts guide us through that. We're going to be guided real well on that and uh, be praying for discernment there, okay? And uh, in the upcoming weeks, we'll have some really clear information about what we're doing. Okay, what we're not going to do. Our plan is not to sit on the property and say, well, that was nice. Let's keep doing the same thing. And then we just do nothing. We are absolutely moving towards 
a home. But it is a process. You know how every time you jump in a car and you're going on a trip with your kids and you're on the road for about four minutes and they say, when are we going to get there? Are we there yet? Right? Okay. Like I get that. I know that's a part of trip. So let's just rally together on this. It's going to be a little while just to kind of set expectation. Our thought would be it probably somewhere in the 2012 time frame. This thing could be completed. Uh, we're going to let the experts tell us if we're whacked on that. But that seems to make a lot of sense to us with, pro- with the process and timing. So just think about it. Pray about it. God, what do you have for me? How can I be participating in this? How can I be celebrating with the partners around me? And how can I be trusting you to complete the good work that you've begun? Okay, that's where we're going. We're going home. It's a process. He's already started providing. We are absolutely counting on him to continue providing. Does it make sense? Okay. I want to just review this one more time as we walk out. Where is this acreage? What would be two intersecting roads? Pinecrest in 74. How many acres is it? 20 20 acres. Is it accessible or visible? Central? Okay. Do we have a God that's working? Okay. It's a big deal for us to understand a little bit of it. We're going to be popping this video up, plus some frequently asked questions onto the website at harvestpeoria.org. So there will be updated information there. And if you want anybody, friends or whatever, to see what's going on, they can just go over to that. Uh, Hopefully today or tomorrow, we'll try to get that up. Okay. So that's where we're at. We have a God who is absolutely doing what he promised. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. You and I have a chance, a privilege, an opportunity to be a part of that. Each and every day, each and every way that we stand up and go to grow in ourselves and lock arms with each other, we can say, I want to be a part of you, Lord, as you build your kingdom. That's what we're going after. Changed lives, changed hearts. We absolutely are always going to be about hearts and lives. The brick and mortar helps a little bit when we're renting 52 million thousand different places. You know what I'm talking about? Like it'll be nice to bring that all into one spot and be able to call it a physical home as well. God is working and we are in awe of what he's doing. The God of the city, he's moving. Let's move with him. Let's pray.